We could we could make some few English ones as well. Okay, Chaverim Bechavera. Other Aleph is sponsored by Lori and Stephen Eagle, memory of Lori's Imat Sevi Abracha Bas Elia, anonymously in honor of the coming of Mashiach by the Merkins and for the protection of Hilotzvi Yehuda, uh, the Chayala Kadosh, and uh, in honor of the son Yaakov Akiva completing Nach Yomi, and also Lilu Nishmas, today's the Yerzeit, our friend Cheryl's Abba, Shimshon Shmuel, Shlomo Ben Rafael Moshe, Upperl. Chavim, open up, please, and Daf Mem. Baruch Atua Adinai Eloheinu Melech HaElam Sheakol Nia Bidvar Amen I'm going to say it The Elixir of Life Amen It's actually No, no, he knows What do I usually say You should say on this Yeah When he first started Bringing this around It was Tfilas Aderech And then we Shkoyach Azriel Thank you all right, brothers, I'll, I'll be honest. Today, during davening, I almost lost it. I almost snapped in the middle, and I wanted to turn around in the middle of Tachanam. It sounds, you know, I want to I give you, a, I, my talus is over my head. I couldn't, you know, I can't see anybody. And for a second, I wondered if the minion went upstairs, and I was there alone. I'm not kidding. It was silence. It was... And I was trying to think to myself, like... Like Hashemit Baruch, you have to, you got to give us something because, like, it's you know maybe maybe we're getting a little bit tired, like, you know, exhausted. Yeah, but I'm saying that we don't have the right, we don't have the right to get tired. Chayal doesn't have the right to get tired, so we can't we can't get tired. We got to stay focused. We still have about over 130 of our brothers and sisters that are held in captivity by Amalek, and thousands and thousands of their Amalekites swarming around Aza, which is Eretz Yisrael. And it was just 19 and a half weeks ago that our sisters were raped in front of their husbands and their children, and daughters were raped in front of their parents, and children were beheaded, and our brothers and sisters were burnt to a crisp in a car. It's just a few months ago. So I want us to wake up. I want to continue to wake up and not pretend, Khalila chas v'sham, that anything is back to normal, because our chayalim on the front line, and we have a chayal with us here today, our chayalim are in the front lines of eradicating this evil this absolute rishos from the world. And the way that they're on the front line is, Yisrael. Shomer Yisrael can't afford to get tired. He doesn't sleep. He can't sleep. You know, Reb Shlomo said that about Reb Meir Kahana. You know that? Shlomo said, you know, we'll always have Yidlach that'll always make sure that we don't get too comfortable. We don't, we don't fall asleep. And um, the way we're trying to, the way we've been attempting to address this not falling asleep over here like this, is really hard work because it's really avodat hanefesh. It's the work of the soul. There was a shliach contacted me before Shabbos. A chabad shliach. He says, "Wow, you guys are gutsy." I'm like what? He's like, "You're actually going about learning about what to do in today's day and age with the Medina and all of its mishigas is through Rav Ginsburg. You guys are pretty. Uh, um, uh, what was the word? Yomranim. Like uh, how do you say that in English? Um, Gutsy. I don't know. I don't know what other word to say. What's that? Bold. 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 Now, I, so I just want to say like this, like, you know, obviously we're always scratching this, like, the mamish, the surface of what he's saying over here. But I think it's pretty clear that what the learning we've been doing for the last, this safer we've been learning for probably two months now. We learned, right? We learned Perek Yudbet and Orota Ora Ayon for about a month and a half. I would say about two months now we're learning this. 
And we came to a little bit of a sikum of the first shlab of our learning that has to do with, if we're going to do, if we're going to go about this tikkun medina, we're going through the soul, we're going through the neshama. You know what happened when, when Paro saw that Yidin were starting to get a little bit, a little bit attached to their soul? What did he do? We learned this in women's shir yesterday. He made them, he made their workload much larger. Because if they had to work more, they'd be more distracted and they'd have less of an opportunity to listen to their soul. Because when a Yid listens to his soul, which is eternal, nothing in the world, the candle could, that candle could never get distinguished, ever. Extinguished. So therefore, what we're trying to do is to do whatever we can to learn a language, to learn a language and live a life here in Eretz Yisrael. That we're listening to our souls. We're, learn, we're discovering what our soul is, how our soul manifests in this world. Like we saw, nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, yechida, all the five layers of the soul. And the last thing we did, which I'm very happy that at the end we spent the whole shir on the tabla we had. What's the experience of the soul in each of these levels? What's the revolutionary stage of the soul in each of these levels? And what is the matzav of the metziyut? I think it's pretty safe to say that if there's one word that we could say needs to be plugged in to the tikkun of the Medina on the level of a Mida, what would that be? What's the word, what's the, what's the tikkun, what is the characteristic trait, what is the thing that prevents us from really getting a glimpse of what our souls are all about? Gava. Gava. We can look at it in many different ways, shapes or form. Gava, fallen gava, nefala, eh, gava, nefula. Leharimota otpam to lift it up to Hagaiva Vagdula Lemi Ulemi Lechai Olamim. Restoring the real concept of Gava Mitit in this world. Something that us and our leadership um, has has uh, just about, you know, very, very access to limited, very much limited access to. And I just saw this morning that Rebbe Abzusha says. The safest bet for a person in this world is that if they choose to always realize that they're always starting from nothing and probably ending with nothing, with just a deeper feeler, d- deeper feeling of being nothing. Like that's the safest <laughs> bet. That's the safest thing. Like I start from nothing, I end with nothing, but it just feels really. I feel a little bit better about the consciousness the that. Gornish, that gornish, gornish, gornish. And only like that, you're anything. Only like that, you're anything. Now, once a person comes to that, he's like, okay, now let me look at the Medina. Let me look at this country. And now let me look at myself, how I play a role in this country, through, the role, through, through how it manifests through my soulful experience of this country. Like we said, for 75 years, it was what it was. We had to do what we had to do for the sake of survival. V'chule. Very, very few moments of thriving, thriving. Until today, look where we're at right now. Absolutely surrounded by, by, by pashut evil that needs to be wiped out from the world. So we're still not in the state of like, you know, when it will be like what's called like a tkufat havra'a, like a well-being stage, like wellness period. So it's still, it's not so pashut. We have to keep on talking along really deep right now into looking at the situation that we have through the spheres. And that's where it can get people can get lost very fast. Oh, you're starting to talk Kabbalah, this and that. We're going to do whatever we can to bring down these things to our Lashon as best as possible. Now, I'm just, you know, 
we're not even, we haven't even moved forward really, but just prefacing by saying, you may have learned the spirits in many different ways. You may have learned Nefesh Ruch Neshama Chai Yechida in different ways as well. We have to be mevutal to see how, the, how this tzaddik is taking us on the journey to, to help us understand how to learn this Lashon, how to learn this language. All right, so if we're, we're on Daf Mem, what Rav Ginsburg is now ending off this parak is saying, we spoke a lot about chazon, a lot about vision, about what it's going to be, mi chazon le metziut. We have to bring it from a place of vision, the prophecy, what could be, to yala, tachlis, in this world. I was talking about with my daughters last night, like, can you imagine, <coughs> bless you, can you imagine if we had to run after Rashi Memshala to convince them to still... Uh, to, to be Rashi Memshala, like someone, well, no, it had to do with Chirot Larosh Ir, which are happening now. Like, can you imagine? Like, who people are asking me all the time, who should we vote for? Who's the candidate? Who should we vote for? You know, they also asked after the Baal Shem Tov died, who should be the Rebbe? Who should be the Rebbe? So, they, they, one of the stories is that they said the one that Pashut runs away from any Ratzon to have the title is probably a good candidate. Then, after you have those candidates, then it should be people that you have to see, okay, so, what do they have in them? Same thing with us, same thing with how we choose to view ourselves, how we, view, how we, how we choose to view our involvement in, in just about anything right now. So let's see what, how Rav Ginsburg is going to continue to explain the ta'alich that he's bringing us to over here. Ta'alich ha'tikun kan yashan noshan, Torah Kabbalah. We're going to give over the way of fixing the Medina through something that's very old, they're very ancient. Even though Kabbalah is this old, ancient wisdom, it is tafur heitev. Tafur means sewed. It's sewed on in a particular manner to the modern reality that we have today. Sometimes people are trying to say, okay, the gap between, you know, that was then. What's now? That's, that's not, it's not our approach to anything. Our approach is that whatever will ever be, whatever was and will ever will be, the imprint of fixing that reality, of doing it to the best way possible, is in the Torah. You understand? It's always in the Torah. It's not let me take the Torah and change it to what it means today. It's that I look at, I experience today, and say, well, what is, what is the Primius HaTorah telling me about it? HaTorah hi organism chai. What, how do you say organism in English? No, I'm kidding. Right? The Torah is a living organism. V'hi gedela umitpatachat im gedilato v'itpatchuto shalalam. Since the Torah is a living organism, it grows and develops with the growth and development of the whole world. Tamid hi nisheret mechuvenet elav. It's always mechuvan to it. When we say the Torah is a living organism and it develops, it doesn't mean it changes. That's a very important diuk. Now, unfortunately, over the years, different sects of Yiddishkeit have said the Torah has to change in order to lehatim etaam, like, you know, with, with modern man. Here he's making a very big distinction between the two. He's not saying that organism or something that grows organically changes. It develops. It's the very different. Really, because the world, we always say the world changed. The world never changes. The world is what it is. We develop. The world develops. 
And we're going to keep on seeing the difference between the two. The difference between change and develop. Hitpatchut. People always say, it's such a different world, such a different world. Whenever anyone says that, I feel like so... Uh, I don't know, it doesn't, I don't feel good. I know, it's not like something that makes me feel good. It's like, no, the world changed. Meaning, ah, oh, what was? What was? Really? What was? You want to live in the shtat? You really want to live like it was? My father grew up in a, in a, in a, probably like a, like a 25 meter apartment and a third floor in Buenos Aires with his parents, with his parents and his brother after fleeing Poland after World War II, right? The four of them. There was a bathroom in the corridor for, of the building for the whole building. Ah, what a different, the world's changed. We always get nostalgic thinking that it was always so much better. It's not dafka true. The world's developing. It's growing. It's a living organism. So to our access to the Torah is changing and developing. You see, you walk into shuls, if you really want to grab the crowd, what worked beautifully and perfectly 20 years ago will not work today. It won't work today. Both mitzad, the davening and the talking. It won't work. Does it mean the world changed? No, it means the world is in a state of growth. Baruch Hashem. It's developing. Reb Shlomo once said that there's certain neshamas that are down here in this world that really they have nothing to do with this generation. That somehow they're here. It's not really clear what they're doing here. But they have no shaykhas. Reb Shlomo said this. They have no shaykhas to this door. It's a very deep statement. They have no shaykhah to this door. They're, 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 they're doing great in their door. But they're not, they're not, they're not, think, they're not developing and growing with, with the living organism of what the world is today. And with the Torah's development and growth of today. Revadim, now this is a little bit difficult Hebrew, but it's a very simple concept. Revadim redumim shel chayim slept, I would say like subconscious states of layers of life, neorim mitardei matam, are waking up from their coma. Umatchidim lifol ba'olam. Sometimes you see things that are starting to lofia ba'olam, and you're like, oh, it's something new. The world has changed. This never existed before. No, 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 it did. It was just in a state of coma, like a chunk of Am Yisrael for 75 years. You're always here. You're just schluffing. And in the same breath, what else is arising and waking up from a state of being concealed? Pnimius. HaTorah, inner dimensions of Torah. The inner dimensions of Torah. I guarantee that 80%, if not 90% of this room, weren't going to shiurim of this type of learning the first 20 or 30 years of your life. What does that mean? What do you think that means? What, oh, you guys are into some, a chiddush? It's not, it's not a chiddush. It's that because we are evolving and we are developing and our minds and everything about us is a living organism the part of the Torah that we need now has to match what's happening within us. And if you're still going to you know, only feed me something that had to do with, the, in our case, the first 75 years, my, I'll check out because the me that I'm alive with right now won't buy it. They won't buy it. The talk of what it means to be an Eretz Yisrael. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled and embarrassed to speak in front of a chayal, but I'm just saying... 
the talk that I have with chayalim, with a lot of chayalim, miluimnikim, chayalim, they're saying also the dibur in the tzava, the, the, the mefakdim know, mefakdim know that the chayalim won't buy the same talk of what once was. Mashu achel, mashu ishtana. Something's changing. So the has to, the more that we're evolving and growing, we're basically stretching into the piece of Torah that's kind of, I don't want to say the Torah has been shlufing, chas v'shonim, but the, the piece of Torah that's been more concealed, that's dormant. been way dormant, very good, I like that. Dormant, it's the piece of Torah that's been concealed and dormant, that's been waiting for us and saying, Darshuni, seek me out, seek me out. The whole layer of Eretz Yisrael is screaming, if we have good ears, saying, Shalu Shlom Yerushalayim. Seek the peace of Yerushalayim. Don't ever use the word peace again in the context of peace process, ever. It's a bizayon. Never use those words. You should never use those words ever again. Shalu Shlom Yerushalayim. Seek out the peace of Yerushalayim, which is something completely different. That had, huh? And not this Shi'abud state of, of, of Shalom. A bigger picture, so much bigger. So much bigger. That was my pain in shul this morning. I was like, Hever, if we are already coming to shul and we're putting on talus and tefillin so that none of us feel guilty about our frumkite later in the day, we may as well do it like, like lions that are awake, that are on the front lines. That's what the soul is screaming. It's like, listen, guys, by now, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. If you're going to be in Eretz Yisrael, you better be in Eretz Yisrael. If you're going to be involved in this thing called Yiddishkeit, it just won't work the way it was for so many years by getting by and feeling okay. It doesn't work. Now it's got to be awake, each part, and it's amazing. How Because the movement in the Western civilization, Western culture right now, that represents just about every single thing that is Pashut Hazui, is called woke. Do you see? It's un- you think it's Stam? <coughs> you think it's Stam? It's a mamash, it's like the Tanya says, Zele Umad Of course it's going to be like this. Because now the soul's screaming for something. Oh, the soul's screaming? Paro says, Tichbad. I have to make work harder for them. So I'll throw all of these shtuyot terminologies, things that are absolutely the end of, of humanity, make you think it's B'Shem Hashem Tzvokos that you're doing it, and you're doing it in the name of being awake when the Neshama is saying, okay, spade for spade, I got you. I'm going to now accelerate the, the, the real button of what it means to be the most Helege Shemege Helege woke. Mamash, hit orri, hit orri, kiva orech kumi ori. Uri, uri, that type of woke. Imagine, imagine if we, if we actually translate, if we sat for a second one Friday night, like I challenged the women last Thursday to have one benching during the day that they do to do it in English if they want to just like recharge, start again, and just see like I want to connect again on fire to, to the words that I'm saying. Because every time we eat, we say benching, because we have to. But if you stopped with the consciousness of benching, blessed are, you, blessed are you, the king of the world, who sustains the whole world through mercy, through kindness. He gives bread and flesh and, and, and basar to the whole It's just a matter of like paying attention to what we're doing here. So, Chavra, yes, we know we're in Eretz Yisrael. We know it's the right thing. We, we're proud Zionist Jews, whatever in the world that means today. 
אבל הנשמה צריכה להיות זה שיושבת במושב של הנהג. The soul has to be the one that's in the driver's seat. יופי, it's beautiful to say such words. What does that mean? The answer to what does that mean is this, or an approach to what that means is given to us in this Sefer. You understand? An approach to what it means to say. It's the neshama that's going to be leading the show right now. And an approach to it is through this Sefer. Because we see the other way hasn't really been working so much. You think that if the national religious right-wing parties would, would be, you know, have something really strong to say, it would be able to lichbosh et rova'am. It would be able to conquer rova'am. Because the, the am itself is all part of the neshama klalis, but if the right-wing parties are not speaking soul language, there's nothing there, just like there's definitely nothing on the other side as well. Now's the time for the neshama. I always tell you guys that whenever I meet a Chavar Knesset, no matter what, what side they're from, I always give them, I always pull out some kind of a soul question, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Um, Yossi, last time, where's Yossi? You here? You're hiding again in the back? Yeah? Do you want to have Rahmanas on me and come a little bit forward, or you're, you're good just torturing me? So I was with Yossi last time I met a Chavar Knesset who actually wasn't a Chavar Knesset, it's a long story. And then I uh, asked him, uh, when I saw him, I asked him actually to give me a bracha. He, I'm trying not to be too... Thank you. <laughs> so I went up to so give him a bracha, and he's on the phone, and he looks at me, and he says to his wife or whatever, he's like, Okay, this never happened to me anywhere. Anyway, I told Yossi his name, it was the wrong name, so Yossi introduces him to this whole group and by, with the wrong name. Put your hands together for Chili Trapper. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not Chili Trapper. <laughs> it was an amazing moment to talk about making yourself into nothing. Like, you were trying to really... If Nivcharet Sibur, if Nivcharet Sibur could be those that are speaking soul language, the Am would say, Ki mechakim anach nulach. We're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. And you know what my opinions are. We learned for eight, nine weeks Rav Kahana's Perik and Nikama. But I, I have the biggest tainas on the so-called right-wing politicians that have not developed this language of soul talk, but they definitely know the other type of talk. Not so it's on everyone. There are, the multiple Haredi parties are not speaking to us it's dafka those that kivyachol b'shem Torah. You have an expectation, and I just know what my neshama needs. My neshama needs to hear someone speaking in the name of Nishma Sam Yisrael, and I think we all do. I think the klal. That's what the klal. Sorry. Don't don't they speak in the name of the people? They speak in the name of the outer layer of the people. They're not speaking in the name of the inner layer of the people. The inner layer of the klal is the neshama. It's not the goof. The inner language that we're all waiting for someone to talk to us is not being spoken. It was, it was never spoken. They're talking, you know, like, it's not... Is the don't they want to be... Hmm? Is the arm ready for that? Totally. If someone gets up there and starts talking about the inner layer of the neshama, you're looking like a kook. Not like that. The, the real Anavdika people that plead Hashem to carry the word of Hashem in this world, Laman Am Yisrael, Hashem gifts them with the way to speak. Hashem gifts them with the right words. And then the Am realizes, I've never been more ready for this. 
Are you ready for what you're sitting down to right now? Are any of us ready for it? But something's drawing us. Something's drawing us. We don't know exactly what it is. So the Am becomes ready when they're shown that they're ready. Yes. So of course, if you come and you say, my platform is that for the first year of my, uh, you know, Memshala, we are going to all be operating on the level of Nefesh. And then the second year, we're going to go to Neshama. And if you re-elect me at the end, the other four years, my first year and the second term will be Yechida. Of course not. But there's... Of it's course not. From like what we were talking about on Shabbat in the morning about whether it's Bechatzilah or Bediyevet, right? So we don't necessarily have that. The Mishkan. Yes. Right? Yeah. So yeah. We don't necessarily have the person, because if we would, he would be saying it. We may have, we, we, in every generation, there's the person he's going to speak about this right now. And it's Taluy and a few things. His Hidgalut, his revelation, him coming up from the concealment, you know, is, is a, has a lot to do with our cries and our ratzon. It's an amazing thing. The notion that people get the leadership they deserve is another way for me. Yeah, we're going we, we're, we're to see we it. Are there, then that kind of leadership will... Right. But I mean, just want to end this, what, 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 everything we say right now based on what Yossi just said. Is it what the Am is calling for? Uh, based on what we hear? No, absolutely not. But based on what we believe is happening, transpiring within Nishma Sam Yisrael, it, I, I can't afford to believe anything else. Because if that's not, then this whole thing is one big kook, and I may as well just go back to check with Yiddishkeit and feel good about myself and, and uh, go to calf games. Like that, 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 Bemet, it's probably, it's a much safer bet for my sanity. Mitorat Kabbalah, second paragraph, Anu Lemedim, Shamanat Letaken Leshanot Pnea Mitziut. So Kabbalah says, okay, how do I fix? How do I change the reality? Yesh, this is the most important sentence over here right now. Let's look closely. Yesh Litzor Mivgash Bena Todaa Haenoshit Hanikeret. It doesn't mean you have to start sounding like a Martian. It doesn't mean you have to start looking like a ghost. Or you have to start, I don't know, levitating. He says you have to keep on going about just about anything that's permissible and hopefully holy in this, in this world. The human awareness, the human state of consciousness that comes about through speech, through talk, and values that I have in this tkufa, but I do it all with the Pneumius Torah perspective. Values. A lot of people are big on, oh, these are people of values. The only values we have, Be'emet are Torah values. That's the only values we really have. Don't tell me how my Torah values can fit my Western values. I have to just speak about everything in my life to see it in the, in the hishtakfut, in the reflection of what the Torah really has to say about it in a deep way. Because a lot of people are scared to learn this kind of stuff. You know why? Because the first thought they have in their mind is, I don't know if I want to go there because then I can't do that. And you know, Eliezer ben Yehuda, you know who he was? Yeah, well, I grew up hearing a guy named Eliezer Ben Yehuda. I once saw a picture of just his face, so I just saw his beard. I didn't see over here. I thought this is like like Rashi of our generation, right? Eliezer Ben Yehuda, not exactly Rashi of our generation, but he, a lot of our Hebrew language is the way we speak it is due to him. 
And he wasn't someone that walked around with Yerat Shamayim and Ava Satora at all whatsoever. There was one person he avoided taking walks with for his, for, for, for his life. Who was that? Rav Kook. He would not take a walk with Rav Kook. He loved him. Wouldn't take a walk with him. Why? Because he knew that the second he goes and takes a walk with Rav Kook, he, can't go back. he wouldn't be able to go back and live his life the same. One more similar story. Have you heard of Shmuel Vilozhny? Any of you heard of Shmuel, the name Vilozhny? Shmuel Vilozhny has been one of the big shots in the Tel Aviv bohemian scene, in the world of film, the film industry, for many, many years. And he loved Rib Shlomo. And he used to go to his concerts all the time, but he'd always walk out in between songs. He never stayed for the stories or the Torahs, for the same exact reason. Because he knew if he stayed in the, in the show to hear one of Rib Shlomo's stories or Torahs, then, you know, just to sing Yisrael B'tach B'Shem is lo mechayev, like, is lo mechayev oti klum, but, you know, Am Yisrael Chai is lo mechayev oti, it doesn't obligate me to do anything. But, I can't, he says, I don't want to be forced to take my Toda'ai and Oshit, the way that I understand and grasp humanity, right, and my values, and plug that in into the way the Torah looks at it. Let me just be comfortable with that, let me enjoy that. So what happens to many of us when we have this type of conversations, this type of learning, I'll tell you what happens. Either we feel really good or we get very nervous and anxious. And what do we get anxious about? Or I would like to call it growth, but yeah. Development. Development, yeah, yeah. Development and growth. But that's, not, that's what people are afraid of change, they're not afraid of growth. Be, well, they, right, right, they'd never say, I'm, I'm scared to grow. They'll say, I just don't want to change. But really, we have to explain that it's... For, like we have to change it's really a matter it's mommy semantics sometimes like you got to change the wording a little bit and say listen can you imagine if you see your your child it's like when do we stop looking different more or less at what age do we more or less stop looking different drastic changes di- of different what's that so but what age do we stop like this growth 20. probably like 20 like 19 20 right and then we slowly look different for the rest of our lives. Alevai, in a healthy way. Bezrat Hashem, right? Can you imagine if you told someone, if you're like, well, you're seven, like you're 17, he's like, no, no, we're not so much into the whole growth. We got to stay comfortable. And brother, nature has it. That's what it is. Like, this is how you grow. And Malansot. When it comes to the nature of the neshama, when it's suppressed from growth, it's tor- it, 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 it torments us. That can cause the anxiety as well. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Am Yisrael, so what am I trying to say right now? Am Yisrael, deep down inside, is tormented. You know why? Because there's been a suppressed state of non-growth, non-change, whatever you want to call it, when really the nat- its natural state of being is constantly to grow. Constantly to grow. And you have all these Shabbatons that discuss the future of Chinuch and what are we going to do with cell phones and all these. As if thinking like solving those problems is like really nurturing the, the real problem of what's going on. We need schools of Mamish Nevi'im, of Bnei Nevi'im. <coughs> Ari and Jeremy, no pressure on, on some of your dreams. We need schools that can speak to the natural state of growth of the Neshama. Rav Ginsburg does this. He does it in a very way out way. And, and honestly, like, there are only very few that can really hold constantly to his, his 
speech because it's it's such it's so massive and so big. And we're just going to do our best to see if we could you know grab ourselves on to to learn this language which our neshama is craving for. Yeah, this Nakuda actually is very deep. Like one of the yeah. biggest arguments of the Sahara and just as common even in, in psychology. Sorry, speak before you like this. Is like I'm not enough. That's like that's like oh, it, it, all through the ages. I'm not enough. I'm not reaching my potential, and and uh, I never will. And so now you're saying like oh, almost on the collective, I'm screaming out the same thing as the Jewish people. I'm 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 not enough. We're not enough. And so what I've been told on on the individual side is to like have compassion on yourself during those times. I, I know you Yassi, you, you you are enough and 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 it's okay and you know be soft and be gentle and like now I'm making this parallel maybe this which is really very deep that like again I, as the arm we have the same voice saying you're not enough you're not doing anything. You've never reached your potential. You'll never bring the gula. It's all a fraud. Keep staying in, 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 in you know, in, in passivity. And, and the truth is maybe like, well, wait a second. I, I am incredible. I have done incredible things. Like, have some compassion here. So now let's rephrase the concept of having compassion on ourselves. Having compassion on the body is to say, no, no, you are good. You've done good things. Don't be too hard on yourself. But perhaps having a compassion on the neshama is a completely different thing. Because what would it mean to have compassion on our souls? Four. Let me grow. Have capacity oh. at you and do it. Make space. Mm-hmm. Have compassion on the... Let me grow. Let me go through my lahavdil, my soulful puberty. Have compassion on me. Stop putting on the same clothes that I, you... Mommy, stop putting on the same clothes you put on me when I was eight. I'm 11 now. But those were such good clothes. It looked so good on you. And meanwhile, our mommies are, whatever that means, are putting on the same clothes. By now, those clothes that looked beautiful on me in 1967 or 73 or 90 or whatever, they, they're, by now they're choking me because I've grown. Have compassion on me. Buy me new clothes. You, you hear the difference? On the body, it's true. It's like, no, no, no. Have compassion. You are something. The neshama's <coughs> level, it's a fuch. Yes, takes something very big for this to happen. And I'm just reminded in the new library in Yerushalayim, there's a Haggadah from Worms, 1952. And in it it says, Neshama Haba Worms. Not, not 1950. What year was it? 52. Uh, 1552? 1952. No, okay. 1952. After the war? After the war? Really? Really? No. Yes. It was a few hundred years ago. Wow. Wow. Where's Worms? Yes. Germany. Germany. But that's the... Wow. That's the core of it. This is what we know. They... It's not seen as a growth. It is seen as a lack of security. Right. And so who wants the growth? Right. It means losing security. Right. So this is, this is, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Ginsburg, has this, this leap that you're talking about to say, Holmes is okay. Holmes is fine. And it's nothing but wrongs. <laughs> that's right 
don't have to change anything in my body. It's okay. For your, for the body. But yeah, but, but you can go somewhere else. Yeah. You can go Meaning worms is okay. Yes. Keep it going. I call gesunte hate. That's not the house of your soul. Exactly. Along the lines of what you were saying, though, I think that major event, transformative event that we're waiting to happen, has in fact happened. I believe that when we are hearing from almost all segments of our Medina, a sense of those who have have people who are chatufim and those who have lost you're hearing it from almost all sense sectors, the sense of what we need now more than anything else is aftus. Okay. What they're looking for is that which is miyachedas. And they, many don't understand what it is that they're seeking. But that search for holding on that sense of aftus that has emerged from this horrible crisis is the is that pinfola of, of is where the, we are trying to go. Is neshama talk. That's right. That's right. Right. We, we, like how many more achdut campaigns can we can we be involved no. with? You know? so, like, but, how many more achdut concerts could I get hired? Not but, hired. What, what, I, what I'm saying is <laughs> yeah. that, that search Asked. or that desire to retain that yeah. sense is the nesh- collective intelligence <laughs> looking onto something Better than what was before. Right, but you realize that it's much bigger than just those that are... But it's also bigger than just those that are saying it can only happen with only those that are here in Eretz Yisrael. Achdus doesn't mean... Achdus means Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael. Yeah. It's, mu- it's, it's big. It's Why humbling. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear. I hear. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Did continue and say... Yeah. So I want to make sure the compassion for for the for the goof is the complete opposite compassion for the neshama. The way that he brought it down, it seems like it. The way that he brought it and I took it, yeah. Compassion on the body is like, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. You've, you're trying. You've done things. You've built things. Like, don't say you're a nothing. Don't say you're a nothing. You're, you're okay. okay. You're not the, the greatest. You didn't, you're not a champion, but you've done things in this world. Right? But the compassion on the neshama is basically saying, the neshama is saying, but you know that those successes have nothing to really do with what I was sent to do in this world, per se. Say that? Is your hand up, Paul? Yes. Yeah. Just, Just got to talk louder. I, I thought about it. Is that, you know, I've always wondered how, how is the world going to change? How is the neshama going to change? We see that growth is built into the world, everywhere. And if growth is built into a neshamas, and the world's neshamas, then there's only so long that we can suppress it until it's going to pop. You would think. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> We're really mastered that, uh, we've really mastered this art tremendously. It's going to pop. Not just yet, humanity in general, yeah. It will pop. Then there's, then there's Shvira Sakelim. Which the whole this sefer began by explaining that it popped at a certain point. When did it pop? After the creation of the world, or before the creation of it, a long time ago. And all we're trying to do now is build orot de tohu bekelim de tikkun. We're trying to take the orot, the light, the neshama, the soul, the soul, and place it into vessels that are soulful vessels that can contain the light. 
and do it properly. Okay, let's go back inside. Let's let's just finish this paragraph. Tchushatam, we're in the third line of the third of the second paragraph. Tchushatam ashber crisis, the feeling of crisis, novat mikach shamit bonen hamaamin. That the one that has introspection and believes, mezahe kera amok ben shtei todaot alalu ve'enoroe ketzad nitan la'achoto. This is so so meduyak. He's saying, the deep, authentic soul seeker, at a certain point, what's the crisis that he goes through? When he sees these two different todaot, these two different states of reality, states of consciousness, and he says, I can't see, it's, there's such a gap between them, I can't see how they, how they could ever work together. You know, and like on a very tachlis level, like I, I quite often look from my balcony, you know, from my balcony, you could, I like to say, you see Yerushalayim, because if you look really close, you could see the buildings of Talpiot, uh, those two big buildings, like many of us could see, right? But there's that whole schmutzik in, in, in between, you know, like like Hamas headquarters of Beit Lechem, the and all these other things, and I, I want to, like, tell my daughters, no, like, we're here because one day it's going to be different. One day, either they won't be here, or they're mamish bli completely mevutal to elokei Israel, and the distance between those two, re- that that chazon and the reality, sometimes weighs so heavy, and you wonder, like, could there ever? How do I? How do I bring it? How can I make them? How can I make them come together? So there are moments in our history that are pivotal moments where the greatest changes in the fastest pace of time can take place. October 8th was one of them, but we were still schluffing. October 8th could have changed everything, but we couldn't for some reason. Obviously, Hashem didn't want it to be. October 8th, Sunday, October 8th, could have been that moment, that keheref ayin like this. So many things that stand in between et shivat kecholmim and the White House lawn of September 1993 with the Amalekite Accords being signed, the gap between those two moments, right, in a second could have been like that. If what? If Am Yisrael was already speaking the language of the soul. See, when, you, when the, the soulful language is clear to you, and that's your mama Lashon, then the goof language is nothing in your eyes. But unfortunately, for whatever the reason is, we weren't there yet as an Am. But I think some of us felt like, oh, okay, so we just got the blow of all blows. We don't even realize what kind of a blow this is to us. We're total shock and everything. But there really are moments in life where there, could, where there, are, where there are the opportunities for paradigm shifts to take place. Unfortunately, Am Yisrael has known these moments of paradigm shifts or the opportunity for them to only happen through utmost horrific horror. The Avodas Nefesh of the Klal of Am Yisrael, working like this, is working to a world, working to build ourselves to a state where the paradigm shift of consciousness, which leads to a paradigm shift of reality, comes from enlightenment and from Bechira, and not on the Cheshbon of Jewish blood. But it comes from raising the consciousness of the people to such a place where suddenly there'll be a collective ping, a light bulb. This, this light bulb will just suddenly, oh, oh, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be like this, like this Avdus. 
Oh, like this. And it can happen to us individually, slowly, slowly, it'll continue to happen to many people here. Because it's not just enough to know what was, can't be. The shayla is what can be now. Right? What was, can't be. Said there, kibal alabai. But what is available to us? What kind of life is available to us? And then I bridge the gaps between these two places that seem impossible. But he says over here that crisis takes place in the heart and soul of the Jewish mamin when he introspects and he looks at the world and he's like, well, wait a second, I know what could and probably I would say should be to what is right now. How in the world am I going to make sure that all my Shabbos friends that I invite over for Shabbos, the conversations at the Shabbos table, are only talking about Chaka Tapuch and Kaddishim, right? <laughs> if you know what that means, right? Like, that, that's one of the fears we have. Like, how am I going to be able to elevate the whole scene? I mean, I don't want to make that guy feel uncomfortable. I don't want to just talk about holiness and spirituality. I, I also, part of me likes to talk about, uh, you know, oral Hershey's or sometimes at the Shabbos table, whatever it is, right? It's like an Indian, I, I need to get it out of my... Sorry, Dale Murphy or... Uh, right? I'm sorry. Sorry. Ryan Sandberg. Whoever it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. The collective soul of Amisrael is waiting for someone to come and show them, you don't have to stop being who you are. You actually have to start being who you are. But you have to admit that maybe you have not met the real you yet. Gullus had a real effect on us. It convinced us that the real us is this like accumulation of a lot of pieces of galut, and I'm doing the best I can, and I spritz some yarmulke and payas and some Yiddishkeit on the top of Zell. Humble, like Gaiva in its core, sorry, Anava in its core, is willing to say, I'm ready to actually meet me. As much as I'm certain that I know myself and I know what should be and what shouldn't be, I'm ready to meet me. And the, and the, the language of this Torah Sakabala is giving us the, the tools to tap into that Anava, which is so desperately needed. And it removes the fear, not only does it remove the fear from change and growth, when was the last time you were excited for change and growth? Do you remember the last time you were actually excited for change and growth? Can you even remember the last time you were excited about it? You were psyched for it? That's what it is. And, and what I believe Hasidus does is that it takes Kabbalah and it, and it gets you excited about change and growth, that you, the more access you have to your soul. As opposed to, okay, uh, hold on, I'm sure it'll be okay, it'll be okay, I just have to hold on tight. No, it's excitement towards it. And that's, that should be from Archelic, to get excited about change and growth. I'm reading this line again. He sees no way of making shalom between these two pieces. Ah, this is very chazak what he just said. Because I don't see how the worlds could be gapped. What does it end up making me do? Compromise or changing words of Torah to make my narrative fit. This is so harsh. And yet, so true. You hear what he just said? This last line this is a crazy line. Mm-hmm. 
because you're under the assumption that if I change around, like what the Torah means, because that's what God would want me to do, to fit it, to make it fit more uh, in this world. Has changing, has changing one letter of the Torah changed the archain in the eyes of the world and iota? Has it ever, has it ever, has any compromise on any word of the Torah ever made us more peaceful with the world or amongst each other? Mapitom. Shumdavar. Ulam ha'emeti shamitziyut ha'tachtona nivla betochnita betavnita shel ha'torah. But the truth is, this reality that we see in front of us is actually built through the tavnit of the Torah. How do you say tavnit? Template? Is that a good word? Template is very Template of the Torah. We're going to stop here. We're going to continue this on Wednesday to show this was all a build-up to see how there really is no reason to fear at all about change and growth because the reality that we're experiencing is not necessarily the real, the true reality of the world. We already see how Olama Sheker is just, it's unbelievable. And they're making it even easier for us to see it. Did any of you see Dave Matthews yesterday? Yimach Shemon, again? Again. It's like amazing. It's such a beautiful thing for the door of young Yidin that idolize certain people. And I think it's a big chesed from Hashem saying, Chavra, these were never people you're supposed to idolize and beyond appreciating a talent that he, he could sound like a, a, a pretty kooky musician with amazing guitar skills. There's nothing more there. He, he, he got up again and again he's just going on on the Nebuchadnezzar of Gaza. And Anebuch, Nebuch, and babies being killed. The Sheker of the world is showing us that maybe the Sheker is really much bigger than what you think. And a lot of things that you say are mitziyut and reality and have to be's are not necessarily them at all. This never been a more opportune time for Am Yisrael to choose to say, you know what? Yeshkan Yotel Mizah. There's more than meets the eye. There's actually much more than meets the eye. Maybe it's Kedai Telashkia to put on neshama dika goggles to, in, in order to perceive reality in the world and, and live with the, in a completely newfound reality, Bezrat Hashem. So we'll continue here on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, Bezrat Hashem. Shkoyach.